0: a podcast featuring ordinary men of extraordinary faith. This is MANA. Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in to another episode of MANA podcast featuring ordinary men of extraordinary faith. I'm your host, Jeff Peterson. Now, none of the guys uh, that you're gonna meet on this podcast would consider themselves to be extra ordinary, but it's their humble, holy way of living it's exactly what makes them extra to me and i am excited for you to meet them now uh for as much as i tease on this podcast about how so many of our guests uh were Johnnies uh and how so few of them went to gustavus uh where where i did uh today's guest did uh, in fact we lived on the same floor in our fancy freshman dorm named uh, Co-Ed, uh, so that kind of dates us, uh, gives you a sense for how long ago that was. A name like Coed was a unique identifier of a dorm. Uh, but anyway, uh, as Gusties, uh, we not only uh, shared a dorm that first year, uh, but we also shared a culture uh, uh, at Gustavus for four years that instilled and still does today a really strong sense of uh, vocation. And, uh, you know, we use the word vocation today uh, outside of Gustavus uh, in a lot of different ways. You know, it can mean a person's employment uh, or occupation. It can mean a trade or a profession. I still remember when I was in high school, we had, we had vo-tech classes at my high school growing up. Um, but the vocation uh, kind of vibe at Gustavus was closer to what uh, Frederick Biekner wrote about, uh, about vocation, uh, about it being that zone of work that the world most needs done And that you are most designed to do kind of kind of what your calling is, you know, your purpose, your meaning, uh, which can be kind of heavy for college kids, you know, (laughs) but uh, but when you're surrounded by it, like our guests and I were for four years, it, it kind of seeps in, it kind of sinks in. So, so imagine my surprise when nearly 25 years after graduating from Gustavus and not having any connection with today's guest since we graduated back then. I was able to make a vocational connection uh, with, with with today's guest that actually had nothing to do with what this guy does for a living um, back then when we reconnected. And to this day, I still have, I know what he does for a living, but I have no idea if his job gives him meaning or purpose or if he felt called to do it. Maybe we'll get into it here. Uh, but instead, I discovered this guest's true vocation through a then 13-year-old. So, I'll paint the scene here for you. This is about seven years ago now when the morning after what seemed like a weekly slumber party at our house here uh, with our then middle school uh, aged daughter Josie and her friends, uh, today's guest knocked on our door on a Saturday morning to pick up his particularly remarkable daughter. And lo and behold, I realize as I answer the door, uh, two things. Uh, number one, I know this guy and number two i really need to start asking the last names of my daughter's friends (laughs) because uh but i shouldn't have been surprised that the remarkable nature of josie's young friend uh, and still a friend today uh, was literally born of the remarkable nature of her dad and the vocation that he had been called to as a devoted husband and a self-sacrificing biggest fan ever of his kids, as as anybody who's seen him on any sideline knows, Uh, his family, his family is his vocation. Uh, His family is his calling. And how he honors his vocation is an example to all of us out there just trying to do right by our families and by God. Um, Because another definition of vocation that we seldom hear or use is that vocation is a divine call to God's service, whatever that looks like. And I think, and I'm so excited for you to meet them. I think this guy is what it looks like. I think this is what a divine call to God's service looks like. Please welcome today's man of man, Mr. Steve Melander. Hey, Steve. Jeff, it's always good to talk to you.
1: And I I, (laughs) thank you for those kind words. But I, I do need to start and say I have a bone to pick with you. I, uh, okay. I was reviewing okay. the mana, the past manna guests, and you have preachers, teachers, public speakers, people with masters, doctorates, people who talk about <laughs> the things we're going to talk about today, today on a daily basis, and you talk about just ordinary men of mana. These guys are not ordinary. I'm just an ordinary, <laughs> ordinary guy. But you're you're bringing in the best and the brightest. You um, are uh... one of which I, I I happen to pick out one of your podcasts, and it's uh, uh, Pastor Bill McLean from Mount Olivet. So oh, I belong yeah. at Mount Olivet, of It, uh, and I teach confirmation there, and Pastor and I also part of the men's group there. And Pastor McLean is the head of the men's group. He that's he's that's that's his group, and so. I'm always so impressed with uh, his ability to speak and think and relate to people. Yeah. So now I get that's a tough act to follow. So I'm a, <laughs> I don't know that uh, you build this. You think you, I think you undersold it. So now I, I feel kind of nervous.
0: <clears throat> well, trying no, to keep you, up with and, these guys. Well, and I didn't realize the Pastor Bill uh, uh, connection. And so actually now uh, I will I'll do my best to literally have you follow him uh in the lineup because uh, we actually we got him back on mana for this season so the same season oh good good on he's a super so, super guy and a great story he'll, too he'll be your he'll be your opener so he'll be he'll open for you you'll be like the headliner and he'll be your opening band. so that's what we're yeah right <laughs> <laughs> and he'll love that. Well, I, I really do, Steve. I appreciate you uh, for doing this. And and I, I've loved um, making the connection uh, after all those years and, and in the way that we have. And so we're going to talk about your, your awesome family uh, in a second here. But I actually want to start. Uh, back at Gustavus, uh, where we first met. And I remember you uh, coming from a big family. I remember there was a big extended family, a connection to Gustavus that I always, uh, you know, kind of envied, uh, you know, connected to the school and to each other. So let's maybe go back uh, and, and to just kind of talk about family for you, you know, in, as it influenced you as, as a younger, you know, kind of kid growing up. Was that, uh, you know, both both the nuclear family and then also that extended family, you know, what was it like? Kind of growing up in the in the in the clan of melanders and and, and everything <laughs> so that was it's the you know. melander
1: john's clan i think now <laughs> yeah. there's a there's something at gustavus called the john's family courtyard and yeah there's a, it's a fountain out there that our family donated and there's a plaque with all the different john's relatives of which i'm part of uh on the wall outside of the fountain i believe there's 53 of them so wow. I'm, I'm one of 53 people yeah. in my family that have gone to gustavus it's so so cool. there was definitely a strong, uh, a str- I won't say I was strong-armed to go there. I was strong-armed to look at it, but once I went there, it was for sure the right choice. That made it, it was it was an easy choice. Yeah. But uh, you know, loved uh, loved my extended f- uh, family, at Gustavus, All the we get together and uh, talk about the the fun times that we we all shared together. But then you also talk about family, and you know, one thing that I just have had this conversation a couple times recently. What, uh, you know, you, my, my youngest is about to graduate from high school in a year. And some people talk about, oh, gonna be great. You have so much more time. And my favorite thing in life is being a dad. And yeah. I love being a husband and a son yeah. and everything else. But it's, it's really fun to be a dad. And yeah. when my kids are gone, it's, uh, it's going to be tough. You know, yeah. even, you'll, you'll always be a, a father. But I'm going to miss the daily interaction of, you know, what I consider my favorite thing in life, being a dad.
0: Yeah, totally. Is that is that was that reminiscent of of you growing up? I and mean, was was family a really big deal? You know, in terms of socializing and, and the support and everything. Is that is that are you echoing the the experience that you had as a kid yourself? Absolutely. You know, my dad was a really good
1: role model that way, and he was uh, very active in our lives. And uh, I, you know, we're I'm very active in my kid's life as you are with yours. And uh, so I just I think I try to model my parenting style much on my my parents uh, how yeah. they did did for me
0: yeah how how about the so you know we talked about the 53 the 53 johns and so how and because gustavus you know it's a, it's a you know a lutheran you know kind of tradition school was was religion a big was that a conspicuous part of you growing up or or was that just kind of in the water and just you know was just sort of just kind of a normal kind of a thing, or, or did you did you feel like you grew up in in a churchy you know family?
1: I think that would be an understatement, Jeff.
0: Oh, okay. you, uh, <laughs> you
1: may or may not know this, but so listen to this. I'm you know I think the one thing that might set me aside set me apart from the rest of your guests yeah. is my dad is a Lutheran minister, but oh. also my stepdad is a Lutheran minister too. Oh
0: my gosh! Okay, so think well, about that. You probably won't meet go. a lot
1: of other people where no. who uh, they're both their father and their stepfather are Lutheran ministers, I was
0: gonna and say, I think I have like seven or been. eight
1: other uncles and cousins that are uh, Lutheran ministers too. So oh there's gosh. a real strong church uh, church background there. So it's 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 always been it's been awesome.
0: Definitely, well, your mom definitely has a profile she definitely has a type
1: you know we they got divorced, and you know nine years later she remarried another minister, so that was kind yeah. of uh, you know unusual to say the least
0: yeah how how about so so with so with you know your 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 dad's you know kind of serving as so you grew up obviously around i mean you had no choice uh, to, to what you were doing on Sunday's who were some other Because I know you played sports and were probably active in a lot of things growing up. Who are some other guy role models that you remember being influential? Not necessarily in a faith sense, but just people who you guys who you can look back on now as being sort of, you know, kind of formative for you. Well, you know, I
1: think you always have your coaches that you go to. But one person I think could be kind of keep this more towards. Geared a little bit more towards a faith is uh, my uncle Jack Neeby, and I think you you yeah. you would know his uh, sons uh, Ted and Jason from Gustavus. But yeah. my uncle Jack Neeby, he was this guy who was pastor of a a really big church and was just this really burly football player uh, looking guy who was really tough on the outside, but just a really good, cool guy on the inside, and just also kind of made it very comfortable to 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 be the guy's guy, but still be able to tell people, hey, you know I'm a christian and it's it's you know we're not a pious you know it, it, there's not a i don't know I think there's a a a perception of Lutheran ministers and Christians as not being the the uh, normal people and he was like the kind, one of the guys that was just just a great role model to say okay yeah. i'd love to, I'd love to be like that we like to yeah. be that guy, yeah yeah. Strong yeah. faith and a strong
0: leader. Totally, totally. And didn't uh didn't Ted didn't he become a pastor too? Yeah, both like, of aren't... his kids became yeah. pastors too. Oh my god. Dude, how did you escape? Like how did you, you know not... well, I
1: tell you what? So, you know, my I was I went to Gustavus thinking for sure I was gonna be well, I was a political science major, thought I was going to uh, become a lawyer, and mm-hmm. then about halfway through school, and I was a little, little bit too deep to change my major, but I found out you know what I really enjoyed were my religion classes, and I yeah. think I took it was either 8 or 9 religion classes and uh just loved it and uh, you uh, you were talking about the call i actually did uh, a paper on the call what is what is the call what does it take yeah. to become a luther minister and uh anyway just the interesting interesting that you brought that up earlier
0: so so let's fast forward then after after school after you you know you, you kind of you know we, we both kind of got this sort of like you know, kind of coaching in, in a in a life kind of sense, and and fast forward to today, as you said, most important thing is family. You're this awesome dad and devoted husband. How 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 conspicuously do you connect the dots from this great upbringing that you had, where faith was very conspicuous in your in your in your family life, and obviously something that was part of the your family tradition, and now today. Well, you know, I think you can take
1: you, you a lot a lot of it's nature, a lot of it's nurture.
0: Yeah.
1: And I think uh, one thing that's really helped with where we're at with a family, which is a pretty good place, I'd like to think, is just having a real strong tie to our church. And, mm-hmm. you know, the kids, I'll tell you what, mono, all of it is super for getting kids involved with the church. So we try to teach them all these things. Uh but then the churches, our church has been really good from confirmation to church camp to the friends that they meet through camp. They just do a really good job of just continuing to build on that and make them better people and and better Christians. And, and also the same thing with myself and my wife, Lori. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I think it's, you know, being part of a good church really makes it a lot easier. Yeah. So it's a, it's just, uh, I feel very lucky to be part of that uh that church and
0: and the organizations that are within that church yeah no that network of support is, is so important and um well and, and another another network that that you uh, uh personally provide is is as uh as an employer and so as i mentioned in the intro um, I know what you do. I don't know, you know, if you feel called to it, but uh, and we don't need to get deep into into the into the into the day job, if you will. But for those that um, are in the neighborhood, if you uh, if you come by the Peterson House anytime now, it looks great uh, because Steve's business. You employ a lot of guys and, and gals uh, in in making people's homes look great. So this great painting uh, business that you've that you've run for. Gosh, I mean, it seems like it's been right out of college. So twenty-five years, thirty yeah, years. Yeah, my, so like you now? know, my uh, LinkedIn profile is pretty short. <laughs> uh, right, exactly. But but what? But beyond just the excellent craftsmanship, uh, which you do, varsity painters does uh, does. Um, does produce. So I highly recommended. What was cool about the experience that we just recently had here uh, and with your team uh, or one of your teams that was here for a few days, but it's kind of like a second family. I mean, you could tell that, that, that the guys that were here, you know, really, they, they work so well together. There's trust. And so I want to, you know, just kind of as, as the guy, you, as the, uh, the person who makes that happen for them, you know, you're 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 providing a uh, a livelihood for the for the people that work for you and that 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 show up at houses like ours and and, and perform you know their their duties and they do it. And I don't know if your guys are like showing up at work on this is going to be glory to God. But but the way they work together is so it's great, Jeff. I'll tell you, I've been
1: blessed with really you know great employees, and I, you know most of my as you know almost all of my uh, uh, employees are Hispanic. I think we've got about 60, yeah. 60 people out there, and uh, and the one thing that's really interesting and maybe not surprising is most of these my Hispanic people are really religious, and yeah. you know you <laughs> every single one of them they've got a cross hanging from their uh, <laughs> from the rearview mirror in their car, and uh, and they talk about going to church with their their families and they just very you know and, and just I just don't, they're good people. And yeah. I think a lot of that has to do with their their religious influence, yeah, and yeah. uh they're you know and I firm believer in what goes around comes around, and I just really like these guys a lot, and you treat them well, and they treat me well, and they treat our customers well, so it's uh it's it's not rocket science, but uh, you know the one thing you know going back to family with my family is always like you know do unto others as you'd have them do unto you, and you know really what yeah. goes around comes around, so just you yeah. know I've been lucky I've got good people, and they take care of me, yeah.
0: Well, it comes, it comes through, and I, and I think sometimes the most powerful ways of of seeing, you know, kind of. God in action, faith in action is through the, just the again the normal things you know how, how, how people paint your house you know <laughs> and that can that can come through and so those it doesn't surprise me that there's crosses hanging from the from, from the rear view mirror so um, all right great well hey uh, we are already uh, at the fun segment of the of the big show here where we ask the same three questions of every guest and uh, and see what they have to say. And so uh, fun segment question number one. If Jesus uh, showed up at your doorstep tomorrow morning uh, and uh, just wanted to hang out with you uh, for the day, what are you going to do with Jesus?
1: So if I had a day's heads up, you know, I would bring him, (laughs) I would, I would hang with Jesus and I'd hang with my confirmation group. Nice. And, you know, I teach confirmation with actually another friend of ours, uh, Drew Davis, another Davis graduate at Mount Olivet. And uh, which is just, it's awesome. I love being a the confirmation teacher, but it would be great to get to have number a couple reasons. Number one, just to, you know, I mean, we get to ask, you know, this is a, I think eight year nine that we're teaching and we get this asks every year from the students, the same basic questions. Yeah. And, and it's usually like, is there a heaven and hell and, and what are they like? um you know another one's like how long does it take to actually make the earth (laughs) why do why do bad things happen to good people that's Mm -hmm. one that happens every now and then and then also why is there not not probably why is there not more a, a, a definitive proof of god and it would be awesome to and i i struggle through these answers it would be great to be able to have my kids ask jesus these questions and get the really good answer. So then I could help answer them better in the future. Yeah. Too. <laughs> exactly. I think that would be good just to have, you know, he's, he is the ultimate teacher. It'd be great if he could teach me and my kids, some of the, some of the answers and uh, it just, and then just be able to ask a, a lot more questions there. I love that. Yeah. So that would probably be my answer there. That's great. Jesus said, take him to
0: confirmation. Yep. And hit record on his answers. Yep. And you can do it next year for, for your 10th year of teaching. <laughs> and just render it up. That's great. All right, uh, fun segment question number two. If you could go to church with any other guy, living or dead, famous or not, uh, who are you going to take to church? Oh, you know who I'd go with?
1: My dad, because he's always up there preaching. It would be nice to sit next to him in the pew and just be in a you know go to through a full church service, uh, being next to him. Yeah. Just you know instead of just you know watching him, yeah. I've been watching him preach as long as I truly can remember. And he he tried to retire, just hated it. So mm-hmm. he went back, and he's still he's still eighty years old, mm-hmm. and he's still up there uh, being a pastor and preaching be fun' to just, fun to have them on the other side though that would be great no I agree that would
0: be wonderful I love that um, all right uh, and uh, fun segment question number three if you could uh, if you could give just one piece of advice uh, so you speak of your confirmation class so I'm sure you've been in a position to give a lot of advice but if you could just give one or maybe what is the one piece of advice that you would give or give uh, just a younger man, Uh, earlier in in life about living a life that you live, which is this confident, humble kind of holy way of living. Um, What would that one piece of advice be?
1: You know, I think the one thing, I think it's fairly common for people to really be into their church and go to church and then kind of fall off. Mm during college and not join up right away. It seems like the what you kind of don't get really back into the, the church groove until you have a family and start going to kids, go to Sunday school and whatnot. And so those during those years, I think it's a little bit harder to get back and be in church. But one thing that was really good for me and a lot of my friends is again, we belong to Mount Olivet, this huge church and that can be good and bad. But the one thing that's really good about it is there's a ton of groups of like they have young marrieds and they have uh they would do bible study over beers just yeah. stuff like that where yeah. i would advise people to go find you know find a group find some like-minded people in the church and where you can kind of get together and share your faith with uh with other people your age you know you you'll get uh, good guidance from people that are older but i think it's it was pretty cool for me to find a group of people that were younger that thought church is still really cool and wanted to be a part of it. Yep. And I think that would be a, a a good thing to do is to find a church where you could find like-minded people that would be able to they'd be able to to uh you know talk about and practice your
0: Christianity. Yeah. I think that's your a, faith. Yeah, I think that's so true and and I think you know we we started the conversation uh evoking uh Pastor Bill and now we're ending it uh, back to Pastor Bill and uh, I think he'd be proud and I think he'd agree and uh, find that church community. So that's great. Steve Melander, thank you so much uh, for um, putting up with my persistence to get you on this darn show. Uh, and as, Jeff, you're and, the as, best. As, as, you
1: know what? You're, it's really cool that you do this and and I will also t- say that uh, you have turned out a fabulous family. We um, love your daughters uh, and your wife too, very Betsy. Very She's blessed. awesome. So anyway, just wanted to give you kudos. Uh, we're, we're happy to have you. And uh, it's been fun to have you as part of the Gustavus community and then the Orno community and sharing, uh, you know, it's fun to share the, uh, our, our kids' relationships too as they're, you know, Josie and Ellie are best of friends.
0: So true. Very blessed. So thanks again. And uh, we will see you around the neighborhood. All right. Sounds good. Take care. Thank you for listening to MANA. If you have any questions or recommendations for future guests, send them to manapodcast at gmail.com.